0: Matthew 15. Let's read. When the scribes and Pharisees who were from Jerusalem came to Jesus, saying, Why do your disciples transgress the tradition of the elders? For they do not wash their hands when they eat bread. And he answered and said to them, Why do you also transgress the commandment of God because of tradition? For God commanded, saying, Honor your father and your mother. And he who curses father or mother, let him be put to death. But you say, Whoever says to his father or mother, Whatever profit you might have received from me is a gift of God, then he need not honor his father and mother. Thus you have made the commandment of God of no effect by your tradition. Now, Jesus, I got to tell you, coming up, Jesus wasn't very nice. And he wasn't very diplomatic. Probably wasn't very Christian. Probably wasn't very (laughs) Christ-like. I I like to say that. but You know, I'm being... um, facetious because that's the world we live in today when you stand on truth you're not you know I thought you were a Christian well yeah you have made the commandment of God of no effect by your tradition you hypocrites well did Isaiah prophesy about you did you see what he just told them he said you know Isaiah the prophet guys he was talking about you These people draw near to me with their mouth and honor me with their lips but their heart is far from me and in vain they worship me. Teaching as doctrines the commandments of men. By the way that's legalism. I oh, don't know It couldn't be defined any better than by Jesus himself. That is legalism. Teaching as doctrines the commandments of men. When he had called the multitude to himself, he said to them, hear and understand. Not what goes into the mouth that defiles a man, but what comes out of the mouth. This defiles a man. You know, they were always worried about what you were going to eat. Now I'm worried about what we're going to eat, but not like they were. Yeah. When his disciples came to him and said, to, when his disciples came and said to him, do you know that the Pharisees were offended when they heard this saying? The Truth offended the religious crowd. I, I, right now, I'm just reading. I just, but I like for people to read what it says. And I like to kind of add a little life to the Scripture there. You know, I, I told you I, I read creatively. Not, not changing. I mean, does, any, does anybody put their self in it and see what's being said here? And think, you know, add, 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 a, add a little dramatic effect. <laughs> Disciples said... Do you know that the Pharisees were offended when they heard this saying? But he answered and said, Every plant which my heavenly Father has not planted will be uprooted. Let them alone. They are blind leaders of the blind. Now think of that what he said. They are blind leaders of the blind. Now that's twice blind. That's, that's, that's bad. That's twi- twice blind. Blind leaders of the blind. And if the blind leads the blind, both will fall in the ditch. And Peter answered and said to him, Explain this parable to us. Now, I don't know if Peter was just wanting clarity or if Peter was dense. But <laughs> the Bible doesn't say. And we're not going to add to it. It's just, a, I just, I just wonder. It's okay on a Sunday night to have questions about what you just read and to ponder a few things. I learn a lot by just pondering what I just read. You know, yeah, i kind of silly, but I thought, I don't, was, was, was Peter just wanting to put a fine point on it, or was Peter thick-headed? Now, we have a little more information about Peter than they did then. I think Peter might have been a little thick-headed. <laughs> I understand. I understand. I, I understand. I spent half my life with my dad calling me things like that. I thought I told y'all a few weeks ago. I thought my name was Gordhead until I was (laughs) ten. So, so Jesus said, "Hmm. "I think." Now we're still just reading, but I think. I think Jesus wondered the same thing I just wondered. What do you think? Are, are you still without understanding? Dipstick? I don't know if that's in there, but it could be in the deep Greek. <laughs> Did you not yet understand that whatever enters the mouth goes into the stomach and is eliminated? Yeah, we discussed that at the beginning of service this morning. (laughs) (laughs) New Living Translation says, do you not know that what you eat goes through your body and goes to the sewer? But those things which proceed out of the mouth, but those things which proceed out of the mouth come from the heart, and they defile a man. For out of the heart proceeds evil thoughts, murders, adulteries, fornications, thieves, thefts, false witness, blasphemies. These are the things which defile a man. But to eat with unwashed hands may be nasty. Chad said amen. (laughs) But it doesn't defile a man. I read out of the Proverbs just in Sunday school class last week, I believe it was, that as a man thinks in his heart, so is he. Now look at what it's just said. Uh, we are. I, I am even looking at again a biblical worldview. You're going to hear that a lot for the next year, because what you think, well, let me say it this way first: what you believe. Matters. What you believe matters. Let me help you with that. If you believe that the bank teller shorted you $100 when she cashed your check. Well, here, let's, let, let's, here, here, let's make it little, let let's, let's get up into modern times. If you believe the bank teller shorted you $1,000. And I, I know some people now that I, I don't know if they could work up the courage to go back for a hundred. I could. But I, I believe all of us could find a way back for a thousand. And if you believe, I, I'm trying to explain to you something. What you believe matters. Let's say she didn't, but you believe she did. You're going to go back to that bank and you're going to stand on your head. You're going to say, I don't know what y'all are going to do today, but we're fishing to stop everything and count your drawer. Because you believe you're missing $1,000. Now, if you are, then your belief has motivated you well. But sometimes we're wrong. I just want you to know sometimes we're wrong. But what I'm trying to get you to see is what you believe matters. That's why you you have to, what, what shapes your belief matters. Because what you believe determines what you begin to think. And what you think begins to shape who you are. And it all determines how you behave and how you interact with the world. What what causes you to act and react. He just said it. Out of the heart proceeds evil thoughts. I'm going to tell you, every murder began with an evil thought. It says, uh, uh, evil thoughts, murders, adulteries, fornications. I'm every every uh, act of adultery began with a thought. Amen or oh me. What you believe, what you think, what goes in you matters. And now we are living, I, I don't know if I've ever used this term here. But you ought to get familiar with it. Yeah, anybody ever heard of uh, a postmodern era of postmodernism? Believe me, postmodernism has overwhelmed the society postmodernism that kind of thought began kind of in the in the 1950s even really as a, in and it really kind of began to take its root in in design and architecture really but it became a a, a way of thinking hello we're talking about how you know what I'm really doing right now? I'm defining with the Word of God what the Word of God says about a worldview and what it says about what how we function as a human being, as a as a spiritual being. Let's say it that way. And that what we think matters, and what we build, uh, and what we build what we think on matters. You know the po- the postmodern way of thinking it 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 it, it puts more weight on experience over reason it's a uh, more spirituality over truth religion everybody's spiritual these days oh no I'm not I'm, I'm spiritual well yeah everybody's spiritual you're a spiritual being everybody's spiritual what does that mean I'm, I'm spiritual uh, yes you are Are you holy, spiritual? (laughs) Images over words, outward over inward. Absolute truth melts into the situation. Well, it depends on the situation. And then what happens is when that begins to happen, you get so far from truth that everything takes on its own life and everybody finds their own way and then there's no foundation to return to. And really what it does I'm going to use this for more than one thing, it would seem. In a minute, this is going to be just what it is: plumb line. <laughs> it's a plumb bob. Heavy one. Like, <laughs> knock you out heavy. <laughs> but you know, in, a, in the church world I grew up in, do you y'all know, realize I'm backwards to you? So over here on the right, ooh, the pendulum. Swing way out here into legalism. Jesus was dealing with Pharisees about legalism. He said, you're so, you're so bound up in your, your traditions that you can't even see the truth of the word of God. That you are, that you are, that he, he says that your, your commandment, has, thus, you have made the commandment of God of no effect by your tradition. He says, and in vain you worship me, teaching doctrines as commandments of men. That's legalism. That's way over here. And you know what? That was harmful. We may spit and scream in a minute, but right now we need you to understand things. That was harmful, that was a ditch. Let me, let me just help you something. Write it down if you need to. Tweet it if you'd like to. We don't tweet it anymore. What do you say now that it's X? Hey, How do you X something? <laughs> yeah, i fixed fixing X in the building. Yeah. You got, you, you, legalism. We have a lot of people that, that blamed God for people's legalism and left church. And they're mad at God over things that God didn't do that. And you left because you wanted to leave. And you know what? I don't, ever, I don't buy that junk from, from anybody, anywhere, anytime. They left because they wanted to leave. Because the truth is right here and the truth is even in your mouth. It was available to you. I, don't you blame that on God. Don't you even blame it on the church because it wasn't the church's fault. Give us some church people's fault. I'm, I'm doing pretty good already. Y'all just don't know it. Legalism. That's the, that's the right ditch, if you will. Postmodernism. Now, y'all are going to think this is a political term, but it's not a political term. Postmodernism, where there's no absolute truth, where everything is relative, its experience over fact, its pictures over words, its situations over, over truth, is the other ditch. The truth has a ditch on each side. Do you know that? If you don't, you do now. You swung from the right ditch of legalism, which that destroys people. Then you swing to the left ditch of liberalism. See, these are, these are terms, liberalism and, uh, came along a long time before there were Democrats. There's a real simple things about the truth of the Word of God. Jeff, when you add to the Word of God, that is legalism. When you take away from the Word of God, that is liberalism. That is theologically, we're, that, theologically those are the terms. And you know what? They're both the ditch. This is why you must have a biblical worldview. And Matt, you just said it right. A biblical worldview is nothing more than sound doctrine. Amazingly, we've spent years and fortunes on church things and agendas that you know where we were we were arranging services and songs and writing things and setting the scene for what we thought was going to be attractional christianity there's no such thing as attractional christianity There's no such thing as seeker-sensitive Christianity. It's the truth. It's the truth that sets people free. And it's only the truth that sets people free. And it turns out the whole time, the very generations that we were trying to reach, that always burned me up. Still burns me up. Every generation is reached the same way, Jeff. It's with the truth of the God's Word presented and preached. That's how every generation, from the original to now until we're out of here, they will all be reached the same way. But see, because the thing, because truth is not relative, truth is absolute. Oh, I, I love this one. In your truth and my truth. If it's your truth, hear me if it's your truth and my truth there is no truth i'll say it again if it if we come down to your truth and my truth there is no truth because if that's going to be the case there's eight billion peoples in this world and if everybody has a truth you've got chaos what you believe matters and you will need and the, you need to be anchored to truth mag church you need to be anchored to truth why do you need to be anchored to truth because the wind is going to blow in life the storms are going to come That is a fact. The shaking will happen. And you can have a life that looks pretty good, pretty straight. And it ain't plugged in. Benjamin, come blow on the string. I'm just teasing. (laughs) I'm just kidding. I mean, he knows it doesn't take much. If everything's just right, it's pretty straight. Life's pretty good, pretty straight. But if the wind blows at all, You're in a mess. You know, this, the word of God actually does refer to itself as plumb line. When you anchor to what's true, you'll stay straight. When the wind blows hard, you'll stay put. Amen. You won't be tossed to and fro by every wind of doctrine. You'll stay put. Amen. Amen. You know what want to leave it happen. If somebody comes along and kicks you, you may swing around a minute. But when you're anchored to truth, you know what you'll do? You'll find center and straight pretty quick. What you believe matters. What you tie to matters. What you what you align yourself with matters. What you believe will affect where you go. What you do. Well, let's just take a different progression. What you believe will determine where you go. Where you go will determine who you hang out with. Who you hang out with will begin to develop your character or destroy it. There's a reason the old saying is as birds of a feather flock together it matters who you hang out with because see it started with what you believe I won't even go off into the, to the, to the spiritual world of familiar spirits you know that we are spiritual beings Scott I've seen it happen many times I've seen it happen in my own family you, Jeff you, you can take an addict and take him 400 miles from home, drop him off in a town of a million people, and within three days, he'll find another addict. Every time. You know what else I've seen? I spent, I spent years in a really, really, really trashy industry where perversion and, and, and perverted sexuality was rampant. You know what? You know what I found out? You drop whatever, it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter their persuasion. You drop this persuasion in a group of strangers, and their counterpart will find them. It's a fact. That's a spiritual thing, that's familiar spirits. Well, what does that mean? Well, it's just exactly what it says. Because you're spirit. Uh, you spirit, soul, and body. And the spiritual realm is ever a bit as real or even really more real than the physical realm. What you believe will determine where you go. And where you go will determine who you hang out with. And who you hang out with will begin to define your character. And when you begin to define your character, it will begin to shape everything about you. How you deal with the world. How you deal with other people. Oh, I don't believe... That's why when you... (laughs) That's why, when you get, if you want to get free from something, I didn't plan on going, but I'm just, i am just got to keep tracking. I used to, I used to say it fairly often, especially to our own kids. Let me help somebody. Does anybody ever need to change their life? Everybody needs to change their life. Let me tell you how to change your life. If you're going to change your life, what am I going to say, Heather? You your if you're going to change your life, you've got to change your life. Amen. And some of you right now are like Peter and you're going, huh? <laughs> <laughs> what? <Yeah. laughs> if you don't change your life, Change what you do. Change where you go. Change who you surround yourself with. All the way back, you're going to have to change what, how you think. If you don't change how you think, you ain't going to change. And you ain't going to change how you think if you don't go to the only thing that can. Because this is the only book in the world that's alive this is the only thing in the world the God of this Bible that regenerates you by the blood of his son and illuminates you by the spirit of truth that will guide you into all truth it is the only thing that can change your life. Your willpower cannot do it and will not do it. In fact, your willpower will last about ten minutes, and then you won't have the will to do it anymore. So, to change your life, you've got to change your life, and that means you're going to have to quit going with the, 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 uh, this postmodern church. That's what it is. That, that have you believe just keep doing what you do and just add some Jesus to your life. That is a lie. Because, you don't just add Jesus to your life. Jesus changes everything about your life. You, whatever happened to a man becomes a new creation in Christ Jesus. You're not a fixed-up re, 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 uh, re, refurbed version of yourself. you're a new creation. And some people, they're going to get in the first mistake they're going to get into, well, is think they can just keep doing with the same people they were doing with. You can't. Talk to parents a little bit. Uh, you should uh, be pretty picky about who you let your kids hang out with. Well, I'm probably going to have to sit down because people get upset with me. I, I, there's just things I don't, Jeff, there's things I don't understand. I, there's things I don't understand. I don't understand how many times I've seen people's kids get about 14 years old and Sunday morning you say, where's your kids? Oh, they didn't want to come today. I don't want to feed them this week either. But uh, but, but they're still at home and if I don't, DHS... Mike, down here at CPS. They might they might come. They might. Right. They might. Depends on how busy they are. What do you mean? What do you mean they don't want to come? I'm just pausing a minute. What what do you mean? What do you mean? Not only can you control who they hang out with, you better. You better. You better. I say, oh no, Dad. Dad. I don't know if I can look as pained as some can do it today. it don't affect what I do. That's a lie. And you hanging out with them for a reason. Hmm. If it doesn't matter, let me, let me talk to them. There's a few of them here. If it doesn't matter, there's all the way the back row, side to side, back row. If it doesn't matter, if they're, if they're, why, why are you hanging out with them? Uh, sure, sure. <laughs> <laughs> Just because they don't <laughs> <laughs> Every adult in this room understood that, even though I mumbled. <laughs> <laughs> Evidently, y'all all speak smart aleck. i <laughs> i <laughs> Then why are you hanging out with them? Something attracted you to them. And let me tell you, see, see, I don't really care about your opinion. You think I'm talking to students. I don't care about theirs. You know who else I don't care? I don't care about yours. You know what I tell you? I don't care about mine. You know what I do care about? That Paul's letter to Corinthian church, he said, Do not be deceived that bad company corrupts good character. End of story. See, that's scriptural. That is truth. And you can argue with it all day long. And, and we find out how true it is when it's too late. Man, we're, we're buds. We're bros. Bruh. Bruh. It makes my head hurt. <laughs> you know, we're, it's, it's thick and thin. We're going through it all together. That lasts about as long as the blue lights. You know what, I'll even tell you. One night when we first moved here, we had all been to Chili's that night. That, see, I've, I've repented since then. I don't go to that nasty place. <laughs> it took me four times. I mean, sometimes I'm slow. But, you know, I finally figured out they were not going to serve me well. It was, we were going to wait forever, wait on it all. It was going to come out nasty. We were going to pay way too much money for it, and we were going to leave. They said, what's that have to do with nothing? Nothing. I just thought you needed to know. We left. We were leaving Chili's. And Nate forgot his donuts that night. Praise God for dating his donuts. Pop Pop had his donuts. And we swung, they were, uh, well, we, they left it in our car, I, I suppose. Is that right? And we turned around, we swung around and handed out the window. Is that how it went? Yeah. That's about two seconds, three seconds. We swung around, hey, we got, donuts. Oh, we got eat donuts. Here's donuts. Yeah. And so they handed them out. That took about three seconds. Well, on the way home, we were coming down Womack Road. Everybody, y'all. You know? And we were coming out from under Womack, coming this way, and come out from under I-10. And you know the service road that comes off of I-10. About the time we come out from under the bridge, a, a truck went in front of us, whew, like that. I'm talking about just cleared the front of the car. And they were interstate speed. And they hit them railroad tracks. Across the wall back. Bam! It stopped that quick. Buckled that truck in half. He was trapped up on it, high centered in the middle. It was, it was, it was bent. But it, it, whoa, whoa. he was trying everything. And you know what? Had a carload of buddies. And you know what? i never seen 16-year-olds scatter and run in every direction as quick as they did that night. And all the family showed up, but I would tell you they were like he was like, "Help me get this off the track." Help me. Uh, well, it was really more like, "Help me get this off the but he was so drunk, he couldn't hardly stand up. And all of his little buddies that had all dressed up in their prom outfits and everything else, none of them stayed. One left him. Cops were showing up. Mom and dad was showing up. Grandma and grandpa and every third cousin. That ain't no lie. I don't know how they got, I don't know how they got word out. What am I telling all that for? What I'm telling you is, is they were all together. They were, they were buds. They were bros. They were, bro. they were all that stuff. And the quick second he couldn't get that drunk boy off of those railroad tracks. And by the way, they had to call to shut the trains down. He was on his own. Don't you, that's how it works. That's how it works. That reminds me of. I, I, you know what? We ought to write down old sayings because old sayings are going to go away if we don't write them down. You have to write the interpretation down, too, because they don't know what it means. <laughs> They were gone. You know why, Neil? Because there's no honor among thieves. Yeah, and hey, you don't think what you believe matters? Because see, what you believe will determine where you go, and what you where you go will determine who you hang out with, and who you are hanging out with will determine what you, will determine your character and your character will determine who you are because your character that's who you are talk is cheap it really is so your your character that's who you are and it all goes back to having something you can stand on this is why we're going to do a to z because truth is not relative it's not mushy it's not like jello it is rock solid you can stand on it you can build on it will, will trials come? you better know it but you'll stand well, can you get knocked over? yeah but you can get back up because you have somewhere to go it's not ambiguous. You have, you have a place that you can go. Why? Because it's absolute. Traditions, they don't matter. Mag Church. They don't matter. Jesus just addressed it. They, that was the religious leaders of their day. Their, their traditions don't matter. The book matters. We can, all, we can boil it down and hop it up to everything else in the world but it's not going to be all those external things. It's going to be what's in you that determines who you are. Worldview. Everybody has one. Without exception, Steve, everybody has a worldview. I told him this morning, nine-month-old Israel James and Isaiah Michael Fusilier have a worldview. You say, oh, now you're ridiculous. Let me tell you something. Because, see, a worldview is just that. It's how you view the world. And those two little twin boys already understand that if I make this noise, they'll come. If I make this noise, they'll come quicker. See, they're already believing something. And it's already developing in them how they see the world. It probably will not take them long to understand if they go to the right person. Yeah. <laughs> not saying any names at all. And say, Oh that that? <laughs> she's going to fold like a cheap suit. <laughs> <laughs> and then she's, she's going to say, okay, baby. Okay. And I'm going to say, good grief. Right. But yeah, that's what you'll <laughs> what you believe matters. I find myself constantly having to adjust my life and my opinion to what that says. But let me tell you what I know is it's never been wrong. Ever. I have tested the promises of God. And I have found them stable, steadfast, and true. Matt, I don't always like what it says. Sometimes, Jeff, it is an offense to me. Anybody in here? (laughs) Ever been confronted? You're you're a believer. A believer that is seeking the ways of God and wanting to have it right. You, you are the real deal. You, are, you, you want nothing more than to be pleasing to God. Has the word ever offended you? As a believer? There's been times I think, oh man. Yes, I've done that with nobody around. Do y'all believe that? Do y'all believe that? You know, I'm just as goofy by myself as I am in front of y'all. That's why nobody has access to the cameras around here. Because <laughs> I'm just as goofy by myself as I am with y'all. You know, this is not... Uh, she makes me so mad sometimes. You wait six months for an amen, and that's where she says amen. <laughs> <laughs> I've been reading it. My desk and run across something and... Slam that pen down. Paperbacks don't, they're not, they don't slam worth nothing. Open. You know what? There's a generation that's never going to know the satisfaction of slamming a phone down. Amen, amen, amen. You have no idea what you're missing. You slam your phone down, you're going to have a $400 bill to fix the screen. And it's still not going to hang up. They're still going to hear it all. There was nothing more satisfying than that old, that old avocado green or harvest gold wall phone in the kitchen that you could have hung. You could have pulled a motor from it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> You're right. Somebody. Slam! Yeah. <laughs> Never found anybody that could jerk a cord out of one of them things. Nothing more, nothing more satisfied. And then when you're really, you're really mad, you slam that thing down. You sound experienced. See, look around, look around, look around. Some of you are like, yeah. And the, the, they, they're, they're like, huh? Huh? Bro. You know, back when you had to be home to get talked to. (laughs) When you're really mad, you could slam that thing down. Man, it felt good. Then it hits you. Then you pick it back up and just lay it on the counter and walk off. They ain't calling back. (laughs) Not until you're ready. Then you go then you go out and do everything and forget that you took it off the hook twelve hours ago. Yeah. <laughs> well fair check. <laughs> hmm. Jason, I don't have any idea what I was talking about. I got all hung up on the phone the phones. <laughs> yeah, what you believe matters. Oh. Offended by the Word. It's right there by myself. as Nobody around. Because I don't need you all to think that, 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 see, the Word is living and powerful. Sharper than any two-edged sword. It pierces so sharply and so deeply and so finely that it can divide the joints and the marrow. The soul and the spirit. And it is a discerner of the thoughts and the intents of your heart. Because you know what it'll do? Sometimes you're all pious and you think you've got it all down. And you'll get in that book and you'll realize that you had hate in your heart for somebody when you read across something. And that word laid you bare. Thank God. But it sure makes me mad sometimes. Because when you see it, then you have to deal with it. And you really only got one choice, Calvin. As bad, as mad as it makes you, as mad as it makes you, as much as it pains you, and as aggravating it is, you got to let it go. Why? Because the word says so.